This episode of Tales of the Voidfair is brought to you by all the awesome patrons over at the Project Derailed Patreon. If you are a fan of this show and all the other podcasts we create here at Project Derailed, you could join this legion of elite champions yourself over at patreon.com slash projectderailed. A single $5 subscription tier gets you access to patron-exclusive channels on our Discord, extended Q&A episodes, and a whole extra podcast called Derailed Off the Rails. Thank you everyone for your support. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. Hey friends, Nick here. We are super happy to be back, but I just wanted to give you a quick heads up. We experienced some technical challenges with the recordings this session that resulted in sound quality being subpar in some places, primarily on my track. Uh, This should only affect this episode and the next one, and should be resolved after that. Thanks for bearing with us. We all said that we were ready. <laughs> Holding us up yet again. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm recording and my levels are adjusted. Great. The bare minimum you could do. We're all now at that level. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> Look, it's been so long since we recorded. I just forgot how it worked. <laughs> it's true. You should do one of these a month. It'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be we'll be getting back into it soon because I think we, we, we have two more of these planned this month. In the next like week and a half, yes. Uh, yeah, the next, yeah. We, I think we're <laughs> doing one a week. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we took a little break, you know, get a little breather, but now we're back at it. And as all of you are listening to this now, it's now 2023. How wild is that? Whoa. Wow. Whoa. What's different? Did, did we fail our celebrity death prediction again? <laughs> Who did we say last year? <laughs> Henry Winkler. Oh. He's still going. <laughs> was my Tom Selleck? I think it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. think it was. He's doing fine. I thought you said Henry Winkler. It could have been. No, that was two years ago. Oh, two years ago. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Who who are we declaring safe for yet another year? Oh, good. This is the life pool. That's what we're doing. That makes me feel a lot better about this. We already (laughs) saved. Let's not say any more celebrity names. Yeah. All right. Let's let's not put that on our shoulders. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm not allowed to say any celebrities' names. Mm. All right. What are we allowed to say? That just that made me think of every celebrity's name. There's nothing else I could think of now. No, we're just going to sit in silence, and that'll be the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like one of those help you sleep podcasts. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Okay. Just us, like, slightly breathing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's real avant-garde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're glad to be back. Uh, I have some fun things planned, but... Uh, Anything else new and exciting in any of your lives? We I feel like we got to catch up a little bit. Got to catch up. Let the audience catch yeah. up with us. Nick, I saw you last night. <laughs> you know, to catch Fiona up on shit. ruining <laughs> the illusion. 
<laughs> the facade that we never speak to each other outside of this no. podcast. We are strictly coworkers. It is purely professional. <laughs> we'll go back to our our own lives after this. Yeah. Uh, um. But, but but yeah, I actually had something. Oh. So I have a shout out that I want to give to one of our fans. Whoa. Um. Ah. We have those. Yes. Yes. Believe it or not, it's it's, it's hard to describe. I mean, we are in any nominated podcast <laughs> so you would think that at least two people listen to us well, well <laughs> one of those two people is one of those two people donated to a gofundme that i'm doing to help um do help for my field research that i need to do um in the springtime to finish my dissertation so this goes out to our fan um loyal like derailed member um all around good person max um who Aww. was kind enough max <laughs> max what a king yeah so like i mean he was kind enough to donate a little bit to the gofundme and i greatly appreciate it and i was going to send a message but then i thought that this might be a slightly more fun way to show my appreciation and thanks so again from the bottom of my heart max thank you so much Aww. you have no idea how much that helps me and i greatly appreciate it and uh, Tanner, I'll throw your, the link to your GoFundMe in the show notes. So uh, oh. if anyone would like to contribute to your uh, scholarly pursuits, then they can find that link there. Thank you, Nick. I, I, I appreciate, appreciate that. that. No problem. But yeah, and also uh, Max is the one that sent us awesome custom dice, and you can check out his mm -hmm. dice at Resident Dice on Instagram. Perfect. Did you see Max's uh, Nega version? I don't, this, this isn't a joke. I was just going for Resident Evil. I can't no. do it though. I, I, there's nothing there. It's absolutely nothing. You're hitting the eject button on that. Yeah, joke. I'm just taking away all the goodwill that Tanner just gave to Max by making. <laughs> we gotta balance possible. the scales. It's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> know who your true friends are, Max. <laughs> <laughs> any any other chit chat, and we want to get out of our system, or do we want to dive right into this? Let's do it. Hell yeah. Let's go. So. The Voidfarer is sailing with Adilphos long behind it, on its way back to Nadir Anchorage, to where Val has already informed the crew you'll have about a week of shore leave to spend how you'd like as the ship restocks before heading to Nafpygos, the Kratorian shipyard that Marco learned about while on the Vizier. Val and Johannes having pinned down the exact location within Krat Space. That is the intended next stop after a brief respite back at Nadir. But for the time being, there's still a couple days of voyage. So if there's anything in particular that you guys would like to do while in transit, now would be the time. Or not, um, we'll fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. I think a lot of uh, Luckbeak's downtime on the ship is just spent like on deck nervously pacing and looking off the side of the ship towards, you know, their final destination, just because he knows that, you know, his family may or may not be in trouble. Of course, he has Val's word that they're protected, but uh, it's, it's nerve wracking. Yeah, Val had her people by way of Maggie in Kindori's Cradle that have been keeping an eye on your family who has uh, recently set up shop, uh, you learned on a deer anchorage, uh, chinstrap mercantile. Yeah, I'm excited to go back and it has been forever since I have seen them. So uh, I'm super excited, but also very nervous. Yeah. 
so yeah, you're doing that. And the crew is just generally going about their business. Hannah has been spending a lot of time with Marco over the last few days, just catching up and that sort of thing. You see Scuttlebutt and Meryl and Melinda and Johannes and all of the all of the crew members of the Void Fair that you all know and love. <laughs> <laughs> who spent their time up on the deck of the Voidfarer in relative comfort while you were down on the freezing planet. But is there anything anyone else would like to do during this voyage? So yeah, I think that um, probably during one of what can best be called like what we consider to be the nighttime, I think that like Marco would like peer down to Flapwing's bunk and just be like, hey, Flapwing, are you asleep? Huh? Um, Flap. hey, what's up, Marco? Hey, um... I'm, I'm awake. Just, I'm awake. I, um, wanted to talk to you about something. I haven't been, uh, able to sleep, so I, well, um, I'm sorry if I woke you. Um... <laughs> Flapwing! <laughs> huh? Yeah, hey, huh? I'm sorry. No, um, it's fine. What were you something well, something about Turkey Lake or was that the dream or n- No, it's it was more everything that happened uh back on Adilfos. Oh. Well, kind what, of what's been pressing. What do you mean? Um well, you know, we, the whole thing that the two of us went, you know, the, the two of us and, and Ravnus went through is a different thing, but whenever you all were fighting the dragon, you know I was going off to um, search for the one guy, um, Gallinus Prolego, right? Mm-hmm. It's been stuck in my head this entire time because I figured out while I was there, you know, that this seems to have happened before, that this happened to the Kratorian Empire and all of these other things, um, but there's something that's been stuck in my mind I can't get, get out of. Whenever I went there, I found Gallinus Prolego's head, um... His skull, really, with a nice little hole in it, um, and kind of the the notes and writings of a madman, and then like a giant board, um, of little like red lines and everything leading to different notes and different evidence. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but feel that there is a slight parallel between me and him. How so? Just the research angle? Are you, Marco? Are you concerned that you're like uh, becoming a madman? I think that you would notice that there is a board next to Marco's little bunk with little red, like, pieces of string leading to various pieces of evidence as well. <laughs> oh no, it's starting. <laughs> <laughs> what are the- Infection starts small. <laughs> Have I- um, I've, I've seen this before, probably, because we, we bunk together, obviously. So, like, what are the- what, what, what evidence do you have? Like, what are you- what is the- what are the lines on the board to and from? So, you see a giant collection of a variety of different things. Some of the evidence you've seen from Adilfos mm-hmm. um, that can be po- posted on a wall, and if it can't be posted on the wall, there's a drawing of it that's posted on the wall. Um, the rest of it's written in Kratorian, but it's laying out all of this kind of, like, thing with the Mind Flayers, the Illithids. Okay. Um, yeah. The the Sovereign Mind. Which sure. Like just Got it. has a picture of a brain and just says big brain. Okay. Mother mother brain. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's big brain time. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I'm going mad, but I can't help but shake the feeling that I'm going to share the same fate as Galenus Prolego if this continues on. And I just wonder, I don't know, what are we going to do that's going to be different? 
you know? Up till now, Marco, I guess I had kind of assumed that that Galen's Prelego's wound was self-inflicted, wasn't it? Or do you think somebody killed him? Judging from the hole in his head and with Mind Flayer physiology, it's more than likely that he... I, I don't know how to say... I, he had his brain sucked out. Oh. Oh, I, I, I didn't even put that together. Um, yeah, I guess... I guess there's always a chance. Well, but Marco, I guess the one thing that you have over him is that... I mean, we don't really stay in one place for any amount of time. I mean, he had, uh, you know, a headquarters. I mean, he had a place where he stayed. I mean, anyone could hunt him down, and that was that. If the Mind Flayers want you, that's going to be a different story, right? I mean... One would think, but it's just sort of all playing out again, you know? It's like some giant cycle that keeps going and going. You know, Galenus Prolego was just me in another time, coming up with all these theories, all these ways to stop them, and then nobody listens to him until it's all too late, and eventually he ends up trapped in his room, waiting for someone to come and, uh, I don't, I guess, drink his brain? I don't know. No, that's, um... I'm sorry, I shouldn't have waken you up for something so trivial. It's just, I can't get it out of my head this entire time. I'm sitting here thinking, what are the three of us going to do that's going to change this, that's going to stop it? Marco, number one, you think you're going to die. Don't apologize for waking me up because you are <laughs> panicked about your own death. It's not like you had a little puke and you had to wake mommy up. No, this is a serious thing. Like... That's that's big. I totally get it. But the other thing is, I think you just said it, right? Galenus Prolego was Galenus Prolego. You said, what can the three of us do? Well, there's three of us, Marco. I mean, Galenus Prolego didn't have anyone. He didn't have anyone who surrounded him. He didn't have anyone who believed him. I mean, you at the very least have Ravnus and I, and beyond us, you have the crew of the Voidfarer, and... That's a lot of people, Marco. It's not just going to happen the same way it happened to him because you have people here to protect you. It's the value of being a good person and, and making friends and, I don't know, just putting yourself out there. You really think that a ship filled with, um, I don't know, scavengers, privateers, and well-intentioned mercenaries are going to actually save the universe? No, but... You know, if a Mind Flayer comes for us, maybe, I don't know, Tyra will stand in the way and it'll get her and we can escape. <laughs> Nobody even knows who Tyra is, Marco. It's fine. She's a dwarfing gunner. Yeah, I know who she is. Come on. <laughs> See, you um, like you were quizzing even me. <laughs> I may have been. That was actually Marco's laughing at that. <laughs> um, no, um, but hey, I'm right over here, ya fucks. <laughs> no, that's that's Brohane. <laughs> they all sound the same too. That's it's... racist as fuck. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Tyra, go back to bed. We're not talking literally. Besides, you'd, you'd kill it before it got to me. <laughs> See, and you know, people like me and you, Marco. I mean, not to be you know flippant, but you know. We have to surround ourselves with people stronger than us. And and those people protect us. And in return, you know, we do things for them that they can't do. So 
you're gonna be okay. You're, you have a lot of people here who care and who are gonna protect you, Marco. Yeah, we are lucky to have Ravnus, aren't we? We really are. <laughs> She's so um, strong. I know. I don't, I'm probably still wired here. I'm gonna go for a walk, but um, thanks. This actually helped a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna uh, leave the board up for now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, I think bored or not, they still know you're onto them. Not that that should freak you out or anything, but you just leave the board up. It, it is what it is. Right, exactly. Okay, um, good night, Marco. Thanks, Flapwing. Good night. Yeah. I uh, walk out of the room and head up to the deck. Sure. Yeah, you, you head up onto the deck, and it's pretty quiet. Uh, Mr. Elmsworth is overseeing the night shift as he usually does. And there's only a handful of riggers about just standing by in in case they're needed. And it looks like uh, Scuttlebutt is currently in the crow's nest, fittingly enough. And it's about at that moment you receive a message via the sending spell. Hello, Marco. It's Diego. Just checking in. Your friend Squedigo said he ran into you on a Dilthos. Come see us when you return to Nadir. I kind of get surprised for a second and go... So I just send him, I'm going to send him a reply real quick. Yes, I met Squiddy. Very interesting character. We are on our way to Nadir Anchorage. I will meet you there in a few days. Alrighty. Ravness, is there anything in particular you would like to do before we arrive at Nadir Anchorage? Not really, I don't think. Um, I think actually that she mostly keeps to herself on the sort of journey back. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, Ezerath kind of does the same. You don't really see much of her. And Rinzar is about, but he's usually, you know, meditating on the prow of the ship. But there's no further business. You've already discussed the plans. Uh, Rinzar will be making contact with his associates in the Shasoku once once you arrive on the Deer Anchorage and then he'll contact you and Azarath if he has any information or objectives for you. Yeah, and I think that once that's all settled, she sort of like uh, takes a break while, you know, doing her various things she needs to do on the ship. Sounds good. Okay. Well, with that, um, about a week passes, and the Voidfarer is making its final approach on Nadir Anchorage after an extended away mission to the planet of Adilfos. And if anyone is out on the deck as you make this approach, there's one thing that you notice that is different. The ginormous Ark of Sybaris, the forged ship that you saw and boarded once previously... It's just hanging out (laughs) next to Nadir Anchorage. It's immediately noticeable because it dwarfs everything around it with the exception of Nadir itself. Larger even than the Elven Armada-class ship, the Lorethian, that has been kind of sitting here overseeing the current situation. And it absolutely dwarfs the Gift Bombard, the Warrington's Wallop, which, while itself is not a large ship, it still maintains to look intimidating with its gigantic cannon that is the entire length of the whole ship. But yeah, this Ford ship is now within the proximity of Nadir Anchorage for some reason. But the Voidfarer eventually makes its way, getting ever closer to Nadir Anchorage, maneuvering around to access the secret tunnel to the hidden port 
beneath the city. And the one thing that is also noticeable as you maneuver around Nadir Anchorage is that it looks like there's a lot less ships actually moored in the port. Specifically, a lot less ships with the Salvagers Guild colors. Nick, would we have any idea offhand what that means? Like, just that the Salvagers Guild has moved on, maybe? or uh, Well, you know they basically run the Deer Anchorage. That's right. unlikely. Um, but it could be that they're busy elsewhere, but you've never seen this many ships gone at once. Okay. So... But eventually the ship does make its port in Voidfarer Cove, uh, located deep beneath the city in the Bilge Warrens, and Val dismisses the crew to their devices. Uh, shortly, for a week's time, you know, meet back here in seven days, and they will be disembarking for Nothpygos. So, Nadir Anchorage is yours to explore. What would you guys like to do? Uh, Luckbeak is the first one off the ship. Um, he's tearing ass for, um, the, uh, chinstrap mercantile in the Sutler ward. Sounds good. Does Marco and Ravnus go with him or, or do they go off to their own devices? I think that Marco would first approach Ravnus, um, and actually ask that. So just after like Leanne's flap wing tears ass, like out of the way through everybody, um, Ravnus rips ass. Yeah, rips ass, just a real ass clapper, just bam. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant by terrace. I am walking, but I'm just crop dusting the whole time. Drops Roxana immediately. <laughs> <laughs> the power. <laughs> okay, t- sorry, tears ass out of there. Um, Thinking about it, ninth level. <laughs> cloud kale at this point yeah i like that very slight linguistic distinction between ripping ass and tearing ass (laughs) right thank you uh thank you tanner for pointing that out to us (laughs) isn't linguistics a fascinating thing (laughs) sure is so while our good friend flapwing tears ass out of here marco is going to look to ravenous and just say should we should we go with him he didn't invite us. I don't know if it's one of the secret things he likes to do sometimes. Well, he did. He did say something about seeing someone, didn't he? Yeah, I guess. Do you want to go with him? I just. I guess I'd. Um. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's probably good to protect him. Other than that, I guess I could just go to Kondori's Cradle and keep reading. I'm sure Hannah would enjoy it. We can go. Make sure he doesn't get himself into any trouble. Yeah, that's probably for the best. I, yeah, let's go. And they tear ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you you follow up the path through the bilge warrens into the basement of Kendori's cradle. By now, uh, there is actually uh, it's sort of a staircase that spans the gravity well gap that you used to have to jump. It is still awkward because gravity does switch in the middle of it. But it's basically like a a stairwell that has like cargo netting to either side to make that uh, a little bit more graceful uh, for regular comings and goings. So after after walking for a little while, you eventually pop up into the basement of Kendori's cradle and uh, head out. I imagine uh, Flap doesn't stop at all; just is heading directly to the Sutler's ward. Yes, 
Got it. Um, yeah, so you cut through the ale hall of Kindori's Cradle. You see Maggie behind the bar. And something you guys notice just in passing as you travel through, it looks like a group of about a dozen Warforge have pushed several tables together and are just sitting in the middle of the ale hall. No drinks, no food in front of them or anything, just lightly conversing. <laughs> this is me and my freshman college friends at Denny's getting one cup of hot chocolate and staying there for seven hours. <laughs> He's just like layabout warforged assholes. They don't eat and they don't drink, but they're taking up space. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And leaving a 10% tip. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, but Flapling continues on to the Sutler Ward with... Uh, Marco and Ravnus in tow. Marco and Ravnus would have caught up with with you by the time you get up there. Um, do you react in any way to them following or no? Um, I mean, are you two like making it a point to make yourselves known to me? Because otherwise, I'm not like I don't have like I'm not looking out for people. You know what I mean? I I don't think that we're being sneaky. Yeah, I don't think that we would have like called out to Luckbeak necessarily either. At least Ravnus wouldn't. She would just sort of followed. I think eventually not we would like have... sneaking. Sure. Yeah, we would have caught up with you, but it's not like running like flapwing, come back. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so you definitely notice. Okay. We'll say um, it's by the time you're coming out of Kindori's cradle onto the street of the mooring ward. Sure. Uh okay. I am like dashing my hardest and I see you guys walking at like sixty percent speed to keep up with me. Um <laughs> And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm basically like, uh, hey, where are you, where are you guys headed? Uh, Marco wait, thought you might get hurt, so we followed. Wait, what? you're, you're, you're coming with me? No, 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 no. That's not gonna happen. Why not? Well, because I guess this is. Why did you think that was okay? What a, what a weird thing to think. Ravnus looks at Marco. <laughs> Marco just says, "I we're crew, aren't we? I mean... Well, yeah, but you, you don't... Might follow me to the bathroom, Marco. Come on. We just got off of <laughs> months together, or what felt like a year. I mean, you seem to be in a hurry. You might have, you know, needed assistance. Flapping needs some space. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, f full stop in my tracks, and I, like... Put my fucking, I can't put my hands on your shoulders. I put my hands on your hips and I say, Marco, <laughs> if I need help, I've never been shy to ask for it. I'm just a little guy. Trust me. This is a situation where I don't need help. Okay, then. I, I, I'm just, sorry. I, I, I'm going to visit my family. I, I told you that they were in trouble, I thought, but I, I, they're, they're here. Uh, they're in the deer anchorage and, and, and I, I'm, 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 I'm going to go visit them and it would be weird if I came back with friends. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't want to introduce us to your family. Well, I haven't seen. Oh, Ravnus. Yes, I do. Next time. Next time. <laughs> What's everybody's Mar passive insight checks? <laughs> Shit, I don't even know. One uh, second. Um, <laughs> is that just 10 plus insight? Yeah, For 10 plus sake. insight. Okay. 14. 14. 14. 11. Okay. Yeah, it's at this point, Flapwing and Marco, notice people are kind of looking in your guys' direction a little bit weird. Um, okay. Like, people are walking by and kind of giving you guys a double take, and then, sure. like, quickly keep going, or they're trying to look, but not make it seem like they're looking. Okay. Uh, and you see... Uh, a group of people nearby, a group of three um, near the entrance of 
Kindori's cradle that you just came out of, kind of whispering and giggling to each other, looking right at you. Um, oh no, it's high school all over again. <laughs> I look to, to Flapwing and I say, I'm not like, this isn't one of those things where I'm not picking up on social cues. People are looking at us weird, aren't they? Uh, Flapwing has his eyes narrowed and he's like half listening to Marco. Can I try to, have I had enough, I don't know, conversations with Tiana? I'm going to try to read their lips. Yeah. Um, I'd say go ahead and make an insight check because that was passive insight. So now uh, make a regular insight check and I'll let you have advantage on it because of your uh, interactions with Tiana. Okay. Uh, I got a 19. 19. Yeah. You distinctly see the other one go, is that him? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's him. What the hell? Um, Marco, something weird is going on here. Uh, immediately, uh, Flapwing's head, like, snaps to, like, the nearest, I don't know what the equivalent of, like, a telephone pole would be, like, the side of a building, and I'm immediately looking for wanted posters. Make a perception check for me. Okay. That would be a 14. 14? Yeah, you don't see any wanted posters. Yeah, you know what? You do see a couple wanted posters. None for any of you. Okay. All right. Uh, Not um... specifically, anyway. Uh... Because, like, there's general, like, you know, dissenters against the salvagers. Oh, type I stuff see. That you guys okay. do qualify for that, uh, <laughs> you know, as members of the wage fair. Sure. But there's nobody that's, like, it's not, like, flapwing Marco and Rasmus <laughs> wanted by the law. That's what I was looking for. Really yeah. shitty pencil drawings of you all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there's nothing like that. Um, and there's, I... like, you know, job listings and stuff like that also posted. Okay. okay. Uh, I just, I mutter to Marco, like, something's wrong here. Okay, it's not just me. No. Ravnus, something's wrong here. What do you mean? And she starts to grab for her sword. <laughs> well, I, 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 don't, I don't know if you need that yet, but people are looking at us and they're saying that's them or that's him or did we do... Is somebody out for us? Are, are we? Are, is there a bounty on us? Are we... There's a lot of people probably out for us. Um, Ravnus? Mm. <laughs> I hate to, uh, you know, abuse your intimidation here, but can you go ask somebody why they're staring at us? Um, she sort of scans the room, and the first person she makes eye contact with, she goes up to. Yeah, so you're now outside the tavern, and there's the group that's, like, kind of sitting on a bench near the entrance that we're kind of whispering to each other. Those are, like, the most immediate closest. Okay, she goes to whoever she's, like, making eye contact with first and sort of, like, grabs them by their collar, and she's like, what's your fucking problem? (laughs) And she tries to intimidate. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Oh, boy, am I good at that? Not really. (laughs) The uh, the other two that are with this person, run. (laughs) All right, she got Uh a 17. Uh, 17? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you have a teenager, basically. <laughs> they're, they're half elven, um, they have short cropped hair, uh, and their eyes are wide as saucers. Just, uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. There's no problem. Then why were you staring at us? Your friends. Which one? The Doar. What about him? He's famous. <laughs> she looks at Lugbeak. <laughs> Have you seen the broadsheet? Come on, everyone's talking about it. The what? The broadsheet. The newspaper. 
It's in the Daily Scryer. Uh, she uh, sort of lets him go and starts in like, it kind of like looks to see if someone has left a newspaper behind somewhere. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and just make a perception check for me. 18. Uh, you kind of look around and eventually catch a glimpse of one slightly crumpled in a nearby alleyway. Okay. She opens it up and starts looking for some doar. You don't have to look hard. The very right. huge old <laughs> letters with a woodcut illustration that vaguely looks like Flapwing. Specifically, looks like Flapwing standing like triumphantly on the gunrail of a ship. One flipper held out to grasp the rigging and a huge pirate hat on his head and a massive scimitar. This is clearly someone's artistic Ooh, interpretation, but the likeness does look like Luckbeak as much as a simplistic woodcut like ink stamp image looks. But the headline reads, Reclusive eccentric Luckbeak humbled fakes death. Absconds to crot space to gallivant as pirate. <laughs> hey everyone, Nick Yurisiva here, your dungeon master and new year, but same me. I don't need to improve. I don't owe you anything. We are back in this premiere episode of Voidfarer Chapter 7. If you enjoy Tales of the Voidfarer and all the other content we create here at Project Derailed, we'd be incredibly appreciative if you considered supporting us over on Patreon. With a single $5 subscription tier, get access to patron-exclusive Discord channels, extended Q&A episodes, and a whole extra podcast where the Derailed team just sits around and chats about whatever. And we know not everyone is able to pitch in, but you can always support the show at no cost to you by leaving a review on iTunes or simply spreading the word on social media. And as always, just thanks for listening. Visit patreon.com slash project derailed if you'd like to subscribe. You should give us a follow on our social media if you haven't already at Voidfarer Podcast on Facebook and Voidfarer Pod on Twitter for however long Twitter continues to survive. Join Tom, Mike, and myself as we engage in casual discussion of the interconnected worlds of author Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere in the newest Project Derailed podcast, Cosmere and Coffee. The first two episodes are out now, featuring our discussion of the latest Mistborn novel, The Lost Metal, and the next episode will be on the newly released Tress of the Emerald Sea, the first of four secret projects releasing this year, the result of the largest Kickstarter campaign of all time. Catch new episodes of Cosmere and Coffee every second and fourth Monday of the month. Cape Chronicles Season 2 is well underway, with a brand new episode landing tomorrow at the time of this release. Tune in to experience the superhero shenanigans and teenage angst as our good buddy Cliff leads Fiona, Chelsea, Roger, and myself in our ongoing game of Masks A New Generation. Catch new episodes of Cape Chronicles the first and third Wednesdays of the month. Fables Around the Table, Greetings from Hell, is here. Fiona GMs an intriguing tale set in the small industrial town of Hell, Michigan, as our friends Caitlin, Roger, Annie, M, and Cliff navigate high school and some strange happenings around town in this Kids on Bikes adventure. New episodes of Fables Around the Table are every second and fourth Wednesday of the month. Come hang out with us at the Project Derailed Community Discord, where we are always hanging out, sharing memes, and playing games. 
You can join the fun at projectderailed.com slash discord. Theme song and other original music by Tom Goldthwaite with additional music by purple-planet.com. The next episode of Tales of the Voidfarer will land on Tuesday, January 17th. See you then. She takes the paper and reads that and turns it towards the group. I don't know what you want to do about this, but this isn't, like, good. Um, <laughs> this, uh... <laughs> there is a full article if you'd like to read it. Oh, my God. Yeah, you have it ready? I have it ready. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Doha-centric, luck-beak, Humboldt had cultivated a life that would be the envy of anyone. Humboldt enjoyed an impressive stage acting career, primarily propelled by his iconic breakout performance in the old Doha production of Blood Wedding as the brooding vampire lord, Strahd von Sarvich. <laughs> his tenure on stage garnered him a great deal of fame and renown, primarily among the Rome-space Doha community. He would go on to retire to his lavish manor on the Rock of Brawl, where he enjoyed the life of a hobbyist and art collector, largely fading from the public eye. Prior reports claim Humboldt was found dead in the basement of his high city estate on the 26th day of Elaine, having sustained a fatal crossbow wound to the eye. A representative from the Brawl Constabulary shared with the press that the evidence suggested an unknown assailant fled the scene shortly after the Doha recluse's death, but they had no leads to this individual's identity or current whereabouts at that time. But is it possible that this mysterious assailant could be Humboldt himself? New exclusive information brought to us by a reliable source suggests just that. Our longtime and trustworthy source, who as always has elected to remain anonymous, has provided us with compelling evidence to suggest that the eccentric Humboldt has thrown away his comfortable life and is now gallivanting across crot space aboard the pirate vessel the Voidfarer. The galleon helmed by deplorable outlaw Captain Valeria Rain has been an ever-present thorn in the Salvagers Guild side since the very founding of Nadia three years prior. While it is as of yet unknown where the Voidfarer makes its port of call, various reports indicate the elusive ship has been recently seen near the orbits of the Fat King, the Den of a Thousand Dragons, and even as far sunward as the Elder Sister, no doubt engaging in all manners of plundering and buccaneering upon those worlds and everywhere in between. Our crack team of investigative journalists here at the Daily Scryer has wasted no time vetting these claims regarding the mysterious former actor and have found them quite convincing indeed. While Humboldt himself has not been seen here on Nadir Anchorage in several weeks, Salvagers Guild manifests indicate a Luckbeak Humboldt did indeed chop passage from Brawl to Nadir aboard the guild vessel the Stoic Gondolier on a late 26th no less, the day of Humboldt's supposed demise. Yeah, I remember that guy, said crew member of the Stoic Gondolier Elise Frostwood. Paid for passage with a fancy looking little statue. Had his name on the bottom of it and everything. Thought it was weird at the time, but that idol of Joaquin sold for way more than passage was worth, so it's no skin off my nose. This peculiar scenario raises a number of further questions, however. If not Humboldt himself, who was that poor soul found in the Humboldt estate? What would drive one to eschew their comfortable life in favor of a barbarous life of a pirate? And when will Humboldt show his beak on Nadir again? Keep an eye to future issues of the Daily Scryer as we continue to closely follow this tantalizing story. If you have new information regarding the whereabouts of Luckbeak Humboldt, we invite you to notify the Daily Scryer offices at 216 Flotsam Avenue, Guildsward, Nadir Anchorage. Why? Why? 
uh, uh, I like put the paper up to my face, like to the side of my face. And I say, does this look like me? This doesn't look like me, right? It looks a lot like you. I am losing my mind. Um, uh, I'm, I'm shifting my outfit uh, to a, uh, a business suit. Uh-huh. Um, and then... Is this your last variation on this? Uh, that's number four. It's number um, four, okay. How many do I have? Five? Yeah. Okay, and then I uh, quickly shift it to a clown outfit. Okay, um, well, that takes care of that. There we go. <laughs> uh, and then I say, well, which one of these? Um, uh, the, the ringley... Uh, uh, good afternoon, Steve Amoso at your service. <laughs> um, guys, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad news. <laughs> it's pretty bad, yeah. It's not good. It's it's not good. This is a rag, though, right? Like nobody, be- nobody believes this stuff, right? Like they have they have they have, they have no uh um uh what, what do you call it credentials, right? Like nobody, there's some guy, one guy, one guy, one guy said like, oh yeah, I think I saw him, right? Nobody's gonna believe that. People are already looking at me. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So some people believe it, but they're stupid people, right? Maybe we should start by getting out of the middle of the road. <laughs> yes, good. Marco, good. Mind of a criminal. I love it. This is Come already on. going way better than I ever could have hoped. Uh, uh, into the bar. No, not the bar. Um, into the... Uh, and I, like, look around, and I say, um, are, are we in the mooring world or the, ward or the uh, sutler ward right now? Mooring ward. Okay. Uh, I look around, and I say, uh, into the, the, the wayport of the far wanderer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not far away. It's like across the street and down a little ways. It's uh, the Temple of the Far Wanderer, Celestian. Um, you see the holy symbol of Celestian, which is, I believe, a seven-pointed star, silver on black. That's the same symbol that Orella wears. And uh, you duck in there, and it is a single, simple chapel with that same holy symbol large on the one wall. And it appears that there's a single acolyte quietly praying to himself. Uh, I feel like there's some level of irony in here or coincidence. I'm not sure which. Why? Why? Why, why should I not be here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Um, okay. Sanctuary, by the way, sanctuary. I like look around. Okay. How, Nobody's okay. How bad is this? It's not bad. It's fine, actually. <laughs> okay, because I... Okay, like, so... Okay. So, Mark, um... How much have I already told you? Did I tell you anything? I don't think I told you anything. Did I tell you something? You've told us that your real name is Flapwing and that you got this persona not too long ago of Luck Be Humboldt, and, um... I think that's really about it. Okay. So, do you... Do you remember back on the ship when, when I said that, uh... That Tira sounded like Rohane? Yes. Yeah, and you said that was racist? I I did not, but somebody did, and I was thinking it. <laughs> okay. Well, like, not all Doar look alike, but apparently people think so. Because that that dead person in there, in the story, is Luckbeak Humboldt. And I'm... I was... I was the guy that killed him. It, it, it was it was just a, a sort of a, a smash and grab sort of scenario that went wrong, um, and it was, I mean, sort of kind of in self defense. I mean, kind of in self defense. Well, I mean, he caught me and, and knocked me out and chained me up, and I I did what I had to do to escape. I mean, he he was he was he was he was sadistic, you know, and and he was gonna really hurt me if I didn't do something. 
I look at Ravnus. That does sound like self-defense. Oh, good. So, like, um, in no no court in the whole crowd space would convict me, right? Well, he was really wealthy, right? Well, yeah. So they probably would. Oh, okay. And there might be some legal gray area about being potentially killed while you're committing a crime, too. Right. Like, uh, what, what, what is it? Uh, also, you have in the paper that you're a pirate, and that's also illegal. Yeah, but we're, we're not pirates. I mean, we're just sort of... We just go and we, we like scavenge and are we we're pirates aren't we we fit the moral gray area yes uh i would say so the okay. salvagers guild definitely categorizes you as such yeah. whether they have like, <laughs> legal grounding to do so is irrelevant they do kind of run the show around here another time where you see like an old wanted poster for piracy for the three of us <laughs> on the side of the thing <laughs> <laughs> okay well i can't go see them they're going to be watching that place. I mean, uh, you're you're a master of disguise, aren't you? Well, as much of a master of disguise as I am, I'm still a doar. I mean, they're probably going to be... Qu- no, That's you're right. profiling, and that is racist. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't think it matters much to cops. <laughs> are we doing social commentary, Marco? We kind of are. Well, Marco's the cap. <laughs> If we're thinking logically, though, there wasn't a lot of Salvagers Guild ships around. They might not be here to look for you. Hey, yeah, that's that's a really good point. We should probably find out why that is, though. Okay. Well, I'd probably rather not be on the... Oh, maybe I can disguise myself, huh? Um. Go talk to your family. At least see them. I mean, look at you. You're a master of disguise. I think right now you're in a clown outfit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. I wouldn't go for that one. No, you're right. Um, okay. Uh, I, um, ugh. So I, I put the ringleader outfit back on, but I have my armor over it. Um, I have a disguise kit. Uh, Nick, uh, I'm going to do my best to disguise myself as an Aarakocra. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, there's a size difference involved, so that might be a little tough. I could be a little birdie. I'm just a pigeon. Kenku might make. Yeah, I was gonna say Kenku. Uh, okay, I size. could do a Kenku. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Which, like, there is a size difference with that as well, but Kenku are like a little bit more hunched and wiry, and right. I think you could probably, because also Aarakocra have wings. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, let me do a Kenku. It'd be a way easier DC, at least. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, that's what I want to do. Uh, would this be... Let's so see. you'll be rolling... Um, you'll be basically making a skill check with your um, disguise kit. Mm-hmm. So it would be dexterity or charisma um, plus your proficiency bonus. Dexterity or charisma. Okay. Uh, uh, so, so I will do, do I, I guess, charisma with my proficiency, proficiency bonus. bonus. Um, so that's going to be plus seven here. Let's roll. Well, that's a three plus seven. <laughs> so maybe I loop around to be racist again against Kenku somehow. I mean, you do have to like use black makeup to cover up the white spots. Okay. Um, is that problematic? I don't know. <laughs> We're really getting into some social gray area with this episode. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Who would have thought this episode would have so much social commentary? Right? 
Is 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 Flapwing doing a blackface right yeah, now? Is yeah. That... <laughs> well, so uh, I, I'd say with a ten, I think you've succeeded in at least making it ambiguous. If okay. you're a Doar or a Kenku, and you can kind of augment that with clothing a little bit. Okay. Okay. Perfect. To at least like kind of mask you by from being like identified as a Doar at a distance. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Sounds good. At one point, the acolyte glances over his shoulder and like acts like he's going to say something and decides better of it and goes back to <laughs> his prayers. <laughs> he doesn't want to know. Good. Good man. The far wanderer will guide him. <laughs> I mean, on the bright side, he's got a great joke for like a wizard, a gith, and a, do- and a doar walking to a chapel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the far wanderer welcomes all. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so um, you do it. Perfect. Thank you. As a note, um, and you may notice this as you're kind of taking a second to sit here while Flapwing is doing up his makeup. There are a couple other headlines on this broadsheet um, if you care to look at them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got nothing to do. I refuse. (laughs) No, no more information, Nick. (laughs) Yeah, Marco just like crosses his legs and straightens the paper and... (laughs) As Ravnus read behind me. Yeah, she's in like the pew behind you, like feet up by you, just uh, looking over your shoulder, I guess. <laughs> Every now and again, like smack and be like, you know, go back. I wasn't finished reading that. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, Marco, you notice right away because your your eye is drawn to the headline. It just says, uh, council member of the Seekers Albion Silksong retires to garden realm space with his husband. Hmm. Um, I didn't write articles for these, so <laughs> if you'd like elaboration, make I it up. It. <laughs> um, Do it in the voice, just like the last one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other headlines in the issue is uh, Guildmaster Virgil Boriscu to host gala for Crot Space Elite. The next one is Commodore Humphrey Bloof issues apology for the most recent incident of gift perpetrated property damage, fifty second such incident this year. And lastly, Salvager's Guild strike historic find. Guildmaster still tight-lipped on details. Yeah, let's get some info on that one. And I'm here for Albion Silksong. So. Yeah. Which article would you like to start with? Ravnuses. Okay. So yeah, Salvager's Guild strike historic find. Guildmaster still tight-lipped on the details. So basically, this is not a very long article because... It, it says it right in the headline. There's not a lot of details, but uh, only that the Salvagers Guild has indicated that they have found the largest discovery of Gratorian origin salvage and that they have reassigned a majority of their fleet to its recovery. That's the that's the uh, the long and short of it. That's the cliff notes of the article. Because again, I didn't write it. I wrote another big article. (laughs) Gosh, Nick, hardly prepared. (laughs) Well, I guess that's, you can tell why the Salvages Guild is. Looks like that probably seems important to stuff you're interested in too. Yeah, I'm making a mental note of that. Do you think, um, who was our old friends? The one that signed me up to fight the guy at the bar. Its name was like, Brannigan or something? <laughs> Zap Brannigan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zap Brannigan. That's no, nah, that's not it. <laughs> Sir Braddock forthright. Yes, yes thank, thank you. you. God, it was pretty close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sil- Silence of Starlight and mm-hmm. uh Zillin 
or the the trio of antagonists from the Salvagers Guild. The bullies. The bullies. I thought you said the boys. We're pretty strong now. Do you think we could bully them into giving us information? Probably. Yeah, I'd imagine. We should go and figure out uh, what the Salvagers Guild actually has then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Beyond that, what about my good friend Albion Silksong? He retired. That's good for him. Yeah, uh, this this article is also short and has the trappings of being like the direct product of a press release that got published with very little <laughs> actual like editorializing, but basically says that longtime council member of the Krat Space Seekers, Albion Silksong, a person who is well-respected in the scholar community and also quite famous for his musical and poetic performances, has announced that he is taking an early retirement to Garden Realm Space, which, as you would know, is a very lush and overflowing world and is going to live there with his husband. Um, And that uh, the Seekers wish him and his husband the best, thank him for his service within the organization, and ask that the public respect his privacy. Good for him. It's good to know he had an early retirement. He did seem quite young for his... uh... For his um, race, yeah, he was in. His, he looked like he was in his like late late thirties, early forties. Yeah, so I'm like, he seemed relatively young. I mean, he probably just got tenure in truth. But well, I mean, um, I'll, I'll talk with Diego. I'm sure. It, I'm sure there's nothing to that. Good retirement. <laughs> probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who listened to the. Uh, interlude with Squiddy will have more information on that. That's the little corner of the panel (laughs) box. (laughs) For more information on that, check out Deadpool issue Mm -hmm. 143. (laughs) So, the the other ones, uh, the one about the gif is exactly what you would expect. Uh, The article includes a long list of property damage just by general gif presence. Uh, uh, just them being around causes damage and the Commodore that oversees the gift mercenaries in this area has issued many, many, many apologies. And this is just yet another one. The article almost reads just as an incident report and nothing else, (laughs) including a quote from the Commodore himself with the actual apology. Um, and then lastly, uh, Guildmaster Virgil Voreskew to host Gala for Crotspace Elite. This is basically, um... Just talking about how uh, the Guildmaster is striving to make Nadir Anchorage as it is growing and expanding into a more functional city or something that resembles a more functional city. Uh, He feels that it's only natural that to further that along, host lavish events and entertain the other important people of the system um, in the interest of collaborative expansion and kind of legitimizing everyone's presence and and do you, you you read that specifically that uh the gala is actually set to happen in only a couple days okay so after reading through that one i probably just look over to flapwing and be like are you um are you ready I, i've been ready yes let's go if ravna says nothing else here then i think we're off yep where are you heading to first uh, I guess we're going to my family's store. Sure. Uh, heading to Chinstrap Mercantile in the Sutler Ward. Mm-hmm. 
All righty. Yeah, you go there. It's in the same general direction as like Zeke Dooley's Enchanted uh, Trades and Treasures and the uh, uh, the foundation for Doar Enterprises and um, the uh, Derelict Bazaar and other general like most mar- shops and markets with the uh, exceptions of a handful of like specialized um, places are located in the Sutler Ward. So eventually you do get there and uh, you see the the place seems to be uh, made out of the aft end of a tradesman fish ship um, where the door is just cuts right into the back of it. Uh, the windows that used to look out the back of the ship to either side, um, the ground level um, just off of the, the square goes into the below deck and there is actually an above deck cabin that looks like it's been retrofitted as an apartment. Um, and you see that there is a penguin shaped wood sign that says chin straps mercantile. All right. Um, I like stand outside and kind of jump up and down for a second and kind of like psych myself up a little bit. Um, and then I go, uh, Okay, 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 okay. Um, okay, okay. We're doing this? We're going? We're, go- we're we're getting in? We're going in? We're getting in there? Do you want us to wait outside? Nope. Oh. No, I, uh, you guys are my friends, and I want to introduce you to my family. Okay. Um, yes, we are ready. I am ready. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to speak for you, Radness. I'm ready. Okay. Sorry, did you say ready? I I am prepared to enter that door. Okay, okay, okay. It doesn't matter. Okay, okay, okay. I was just hearing things. I'm just nervous. Okay. You're stalling at this point. No! What? Who said that? <laughs> Merrick is suddenly there. You're stalling, Flap. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'd like to think Merrick would have come under normal circumstances, but I think he just slept in. <laughs> it's totally legit. Yeah. yeah. Who wakes up? No one else is on the ship. (laughs) (laughs) We just smash cut (laughs) to Merrick by himself in the crew quarters of the ship. I love that. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I like it when he turns into Jerry Lewis a little bit. (laughs) Hello, lady. (laughs) Okay, now we're actually stalling. (laughs) Okay. Um, I uh, I make my way into the store. There's and... a little bell that rings as soon as you as soon as you open the door and you see a, a cozy little general store with pretty much anything and everything that you would care to find household items and tools. And there's also what looks like uh, uh, various like furniture and, you know, decorative like art pieces. And this is like the pure definition of general store. Mm. It, it has a clutteredness to it. But it's a deliberate clutteredness, if that makes sense. Sure. sure. And uh, there is a counter in the back, and you see the back of a doar head with little yellow tufts, and you see an individual turn that you recognize as your brother-in-law, Tip Tory Chinstrap. And he turns holding what looks like a tray of, like, three potions and sees you and stops and drops the potions. <laughs> Uh, my, my brain just starts going into overdrive. Uh, uh, he- hello. No. Who is Flip? 
I'm... What are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news, increased sightings of a mysterious graffiti symbol have residents of Hell, Michigan nervous. While some may say this could be from local teen pranksters, others worry that the symbols could mean something more. Could there be a connection to the teen pop idol Ricky Q who disappeared in Hell last year? More information after the break. Vince, you would also ask if you saw the latest. He thinks that some sort of like power is being drained. Oh God, it's even at Jesus Christ. You you still pass the couple places where you have seen these symbols. Uh, breaking in? She gives him like a sideways glance. To follow this story and more, check out Fables Around the Table, Greetings from Hell, wherever you get your podcasts. Why do you want to be a hero? Yeah, she's gonna sort of like uh, drop down out of the sky and try to kick him like, you know, square in the chest. Look, I don't know what you're fucking trying to do here, but I don't make deals with enemies who put grenades in a box like they're the $5 movie bin. Release Miss Terry, or you all will be the ones that are extinct. I don't know if I can have an honest conversation with Royale as a corgi. You're right, it's fucking not funny. I mean, literally no one would find this funny. Use the dragon filter that would make it funny. It's just like man standing emoji. Just T posing in the corner. <laughs> Who is your contact? Benchmark. Who? Hey, I just need Buzz Nest for like one minute and then you guys can go back to whatever you were doing. Check out season two of Cape Chronicles starting Wednesday, October 5th, every first and third Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. File folders contain important information. Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Did you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely. Didn't know at all the people. That was crazy. Holy fuck, Mike Mitchell. Why? Well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies. Justin McElroy. Grab your tongue. Grab your tongue, and I want you to say Our "born tongue. on a pirate ship." Born on a pirate ship. You were born on a pile of shit, and many more. So check it out. But also, if you don't like bare naked ladies, we talk about them probably like a third of the time. So. Uh, yes. That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. ProjectDerailed.com